ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We are awfully glad that you took the time to tune in with us, have a conversation with us, and hopefully just increase your perspective, open a new thought process, and maybe have a chance to sit with the words we talked about and find out how they play out in your life. I'm Stacey Johnston, honored to be here with you today, and equally honored to sit beside my guest co-host for the day, Donna Marie Newkirk. How are you today, ma'am? Oh, hi, Stacey. It's so good to be here again. I'm, I'm doing really well, really well. Enjoying the almost spring weather. Uh, there you go. So let me ask you a question. When I call you on the spur of the moment and go, hey, I need your help, jump on and have a conversation with me. What intrigues you about this? What makes you say yes? I always enjoy coming there. Number one, to meet our special guest from all over the world. Um, but it always leaves me with a lesson to reflect and build on my own life. And you can't beat that. You, get, you know, uh, sometimes the, the master puts things on your lap and you go, okay, I'm ready. And then sometimes you're not ready because you realize, oh, boy, I need to work on that. Then every time that I've been honored to be a guest, there's been something I either learned um, to, for um, improvement or something that I could focus on for my family. So I absolutely love those last minute phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for always being there and being willing to have them. You know, I think it has really opened my understanding in a different way about the act of communication. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm-hmm. We get an idea in our head and a thought and a, you know, a process and a pattern, and we, we lay it out there expecting everyone to see the same things that we do. Right? We want mm-hmm. to see my vision. And, and you know, it's really helped me understand that you can take a word in a conversation, and that one word can trigger a response, a thought, an emotion, a feeling in someone else that you don't even know. And you leave the conversation mm-hmm with this perception, and they leave the conversation with this perception, and they're sometimes not the same. Exactly. And so I think it's really helped me be aware of my communication with people to make sure that we're seeing the same thing right then. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and all right, let's get the show so, on the road. It's so important, so important, Stacey, that, as you said, like communication, um, number one, the world's problems, uh, at least a good percentage would be formulated by understanding and having good communication. And and that's what it does for us, you know, here is at, at our family. These conversations and the ability to communicate have improved our family. Awesome. Awesome. I love that part. I, I like things to get better. So let's get the show on the road. We have a wonderful guest with us today. He is gracious enough to return. He was a guest on our Uncaped Heroes podcast. We had a delightful time, and then I had the honor of being on his podcast and having a, a wonderful conversation <laughs> with him about movies and the impact that they have on your life. So I can't wait to have this conversation with this gentleman. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, may we bring back to the stage Mr. Stephen Jeffy. How are you today? Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am doing okay over here in not-so-sunny England. Well, um, thank you for joining us all the way from not so sunny England. <laughs> so let me ask you the same question. We've had a couple of conversations. What intrigued you about this one? What made you want to come back and say yes? 
Um, when you told me about how it works, um, I was really interested in it and I just wanted to see. I, I wasn't too concerned about what word I get. Um, I just wanted to see what happened when I got the word. Cool. All right, well, then, without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Stephanie, today we're going to talk about the word respect. Uh, okay. Well, my, my wiener dog's going to chime in right quick and give us two cents worth in case you're interested. So, Stephanie, when you hear the word respect, what's your initial thought? What's your definition in that word? How do you see it? Uh, oh, oh, my God. Um, I deal with this on a daily basis. <laughs> so, in my, in my line of work, which is, um, I'm a project coordinator, and what that, I mean, that could be loads of different things wherever or whatever company you're working with, but the charity that I work for, a project coordinator, who runs programs department of schools. So I work with lots of young people, and the word respect comes up a lot, pretty much nearly almost every day, maybe not. The word, maybe the word isn't said, but it's alluded to, it's thought of, it's um, demanded sometimes. And I deal with primarily boys between the ages of 10 years old up to about 13 or 14. So you can imagine um, what it's like having sessions with young men, sometimes up to 10, 10 boys in the room, sometimes it's a one-on-one, other times it's five, it's two, it's six. Um, and a, what what guides them a lot of them is the feeling that they even need to be respected, want to be respected, desire to be respected, or demand to be respected. So yeah, I can I can whack lyrical on this word all day long if I needed to. <laughs> the fact I love the fact that you engage with young boys and help them understand the concept of respect. I think that's beautiful yeah. that, that somebody even does it. Don Marie, when you hear the word respect, what comes to your mind? Um, I think probably, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me. Uh, I remember being taught as a child uh, and asking my mother, uh, because of course she said, you're being disrespectful. You need to respect me. All of these different terminologies. And one day I said to her, I think I was about 11, and said, Mom, what is respect? And she just kind of looked at me and broke her neck. She said, what do you mean, what is respect? Well, then she had to kind of break it down. It, she said, it means that you have to accept people for who they are. It's, it's uh, you know, where they are that they're different from you, um, respect in your relationship and how it builds trust and the respect of an authoritative uh, position. So she had to break it down, and I thought about it later on in life, especially since I've raised three generations of children. Um, you do. You have to teach what a respect is because everybody is jockeying for their own and so when you're jockeying to be on top or in the lead position, whether it's parent, teacher, or otherwise, there's, there's a level of understanding that people don't, or should I say children don't have. And we just had that conversation with my son today. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I, I remember back to 
not really understanding what it is. So I was glad to hear our guest say he works with children and helps them to to understand that. Because I don't think we we don't we come with a lot of wires, Stacy. A lot of things that we kind of just sort of know, but the word respect and the connotation and the application of it, I don't believe the children just automatically know that. I agree. I don't believe it's a learned behavior, and I don't believe that it's free. I don't think it's a right, mm-hmm. right? Like, like you, you'll have a right mm-hmm. to respect. It's, respect is an earned status. It's an earned status by who you show up as, the consistent that human that you are. It, I think it ties into your morals. It ties into your ethics. It ties into the fact that you can't you can't give any more respect to other people than you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? If you have no self-respect, then it's easy to pick out all the places of disrespect in other people, and mm-hmm. that that disrespect comes out. So I think I. I and again, taking it a different route, but I think respect, our number one focus out of respect ought to be on ourselves. Do you respect who you are? Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer yes to that, that's where you start. Right? Because you have to have a level of, of self-respect. That's your dignity. That's your boundaries. Right? That's mm-hmm. where your moral standing comes from. That's where your, your ethical behavior comes from. That's where who you show up as in your relationships, in your marriage, in your business, in your friendships, in your encounter with a lady at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it's all tied to, again, a level of self-respect. It's kind of like love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you have no self-love, you don't love other people. Well, you immediately pick out the, the worst in other people because that's what you see in yourself. And I think respect sometimes is a lot the same way. Right? So I think, I think self-respect is critical in the concept of respect altogether. Mm-hmm. How about you, Stephanie? Where does that take you? Um, it, I think when when I when I really dig dig deep and unpack the word for myself, not so much for the way that I work. I think I I tend to think towards. Um, I like to give people the respect whether they deserve it or not, just to see sometimes if they're deserving of it. But I think if we go into a situation where we're sort of, I don't know, sort of kind of thinking that we deserve respect from people, they don't always give it. So if you're initially respectful in the situation, they go into someone's house and they may not they may not need you to take your shoes off, but you offer to take your shoes off. That's, that's a sign of respect. If you go to a party and have a guest and you know who's, it is, or you know who's the guest of honor, you can bring a present or something. They may not accept it in the way that you like, or they may not even like the thing that you buy, but at least you went out of your way to do the thing. You show respect to, you know, the situation that you're in. So I think it's, I think it's good to start off yourself by giving it, and then whether you get it back is another question, but I don't think we should give just to receive it. I think we should just give that respect and then along the line, we get it back fine. If we don't get it back, then we, we know better. But um, a lot of my, like I said, thinking of my children, I think a lot of them go into the situation thinking, I deserve this. So it, they go in and they they kind of sort of almost aggressive with the way that they enter a situation. Um, and then they find that they don't get that respect because in their minds, they're demanding it already. 
um, they haven't even done anything to earn it. And as you said, it's an earned um, thing, isn't it? So it's, a, it's not a difficult one, but at the same time, it's a good one to really think about and understand how it, how it is sort of traded almost between people. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think a lot of times that you can tie that general respect like you were talking about, right, the, the, the host for the party, the people you're going to go meet, the people you encounter in your everyday life, right? I think issuing respect for, for who they are just as a human being is important, and we have to be able to do that, right? I think, that's, I think it's vital that we respect people for who they are and, and what they believe, you know, and it's like loving in spite of, not because of. Well, and I think, like you said, being able to put that respect out with no expectation of anything in return, it falls right there in that same line with kindness. Right? We have a tendency as, as human beings to initiate kindness in hope of some sort of response, right? whether we realize it or whether we don't. Right? Mm-hmm. If it's just a smile or an acknowledgement, we kind of think that. And if they, we don't get that, we're like, so, but that's not why we're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be kind because that's who we are. And what someone does with your kindness is really none of your business, right? You're not responsible for that part. So that, that blanket respect that you give for other people as human beings that walk alongside you in their daily life, I think everyone, I don't know how to say the word, deserves that, right? Everyone deserves to be given noble intent, okay? And I think, so I think respect for me on the, to the outside world comes with noble intent. I don't believe that anybody... Maybe some, okay, maybe one out of seven million get up in the morning with the intent of hurting other people, right, with the intent of, of disruption and, and distortion and, and showing disrespect and causing havoc. I don't believe people get up with that intent. I think most people get up like you and me every day with the intent of doing the very best they can to get to tomorrow. And when we give people noble intent, I think that's a level of here's the baseline of respect. I give you noble intent, and I want the same thing. I think that's where respect builds. It builds as you see trust, as you see camaraderie, as you see ethics, as you see character and integrity show up. Your respect for people builds and grows from that. How about you, John Marie? Oh, excuse me. I hit my mute button. So sorry. It's okay. Um, I do it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I um, when I think about not just on the family level, sociologically, uh, work, school, community, you know, what is it? It's it's uh, it's got numerous you know elements. What a person's doing with their life, how they treat you, regardless of whether you know they're like straightforward with you or like you or whatever. Um, it's it's like an optimistic view is how it like uh, I don't want to say it. It's a sense of pride in your perspective and how you're carrying out your life, as you were saying, Faith. But it's how we are relating to the society around us. Um, it, it, it is giving a character to your value. It's a, like an incentive. It's, it's a human thing, not learned, taught, but it's a human part that we have to 
have our beliefs and our dignity. It's just, it, it's so much. Like, now you're making it, like, huge, this word, respect. You know, it's real simple when you just tell your kid, well, you're supposed to bind me. No, it's much bigger than that. Why are you supposed to bind? What is the implication on your life? What are we building? What boundaries are we setting up with you as children so that you can go into the world and then take that respect into the world to see how that inner uh, relationship, uh, how do you respect your spouse? How, like, oh, my gosh, I see people all the time, and I'm like, well, you had to blast them in the community like that? You could have, couldn't wait till you got home? You know, so respect, <laughs> it is so big, Stace. And, and when, you, when you give and show respect to yourself and to the other people that are out there in the community, you actually, you automatically feel it yourself. Because the people that, <clears throat> that you're involved with, whether they're in that school or whatever, in work, they start to react peacefully and in a respective manner to you. Mm-hmm. So it's reciprocal. When you give Absolutely. it, they give it back. You yeah. start, you know, you could start developing uh, boundaries by being respectful to others. So, yeah, it's, it's huge. It is huge. Future than you think when you actually delve into it. So, Stefan, where does that leave you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you both and I'm hearing a lot of different variations of, of ideas and the words our approaches to it and I do think they all complement each other and I find myself thinking about the young men that I'm going to be seeing tomorrow which they're a new group I've only just met them last week and I'm yet to get a sense of their characters I just had them for a brief brief meeting Let me take myself off of um, 
did do away with this in this free device and just hold Is is that any better? Yes, sir. Brilliant. I do um, not want to lose the impact of what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to to my colleagues, let me think. So um, the problem with the problem with the way that we work is when we're never together. We're all remote. So I'm in one part of London, and another colleague is in a different part, and we mostly just um, communicate via email, sometimes by phone if it's important. But we have these team meetings um, towards the end of the week, like like tomorrow Friday, we'll have a team meeting. So I think I'm 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 going to go into that meeting, and I'm gonna, without anyone hopefully noticing, I'm gonna. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm I'm gonna big up, or I don't know if you use that in America, in the states, but I'm gonna g up my team and say things about them that is uh, inspiring and helpful and just show oh, cool. my respect for them for them that way. Um, I think it'll be a nice thing to do. I don't always do it. I do it sometimes. I might do it to one person and, and not another because it's about five or six of us. So I might just go around the whole team <laughs> and just do one each <laughs> and then drop the mic <laughs> and leave the meeting. <laughs> oh. I think that's a great idea. What fun. You know, not, not always do you get to leave a team meeting feeling lifted up. No, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah so what a, great, what a great way to verb that. Beautiful. That's a great idea. Oh, I look, I got chills. <laughs> Everybody wants to work in a place where you feel lifted up, right? <clears throat> if you mm-hmm. one time go into a team meeting and not just get hammered on all the things you're doing wrong. Right, and all the new regulations and all the new this, but for somebody to just go, you know, I just want to take a minute and tell you how much I appreciate this about you or how much I respect mm-hmm. you for doing this. And how often does that happen? So what a great day. You know they're going to go home and talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That makes a great meaning. Good for you. See, all you can do is be who you would like to work for. All right? Who do mm-hmm. you want to work for? Mm-hmm. Go be that guy. Go be that guy. Mm-hmm. How about you, Donna Marie? How are you going to... How are you going to verb some respect with a 17-year-old? <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. How are you going to verb some respect in the next week for you? What's that about? Well, like any other value system that I'm trying to inoculate uh, my wards, <laughs> um, you know, the esteem, it, it starts at the house. And since I'm considered to be the best teacher, um, I believe it's going to be uh, several things. Uh, A give and get. Um, You know, of course, if you give respect, you know, I'm not going to blast. I'm not going to be ugly. I'm going to be respectful of them. and so, therefore, you know, if they don't see me any kind of way um, and speaking to them as the people that they're up and coming, then I would be hopeful that it would be reciprocal. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to, like, expose them to different types of narratives, you might say, like, um, you know, giving them scenarios. Um, you know, the, the wonders, the good part of the Internet is because you can get access to so many different materials, right? 
um, engaging them with friends and with other people, um, you know, making sure that they're uh, dealing with conflict because I think conflict has a big part in relationship building and respect. Um, in a healthy relationship, you know, if it's a healthy relationship, then the disrespect does not creep in as much. So your inoculation is, doesn't have to be full core because it's already established. So whenever we have those kind of situations, I believe it's important to talk about what was the issue in the first place. Why, why are we going there? There's a conflict there. Um, but you have to show your kids that even in conflict, um, you can have respect for that other person. You know, mm -hmm. it can it can bring out heavy, you know, heavy things. And then, of course, the other thing is respecting some boundaries because, wow, from, you know, from young, they learn about, you know, things that are acceptable. Uh, and we've had this conversation many times. What was acceptable in our life is definitely uh, – a difference than what's acceptable now. You know, they've got the media, they've got the community, the other kids. And so you have to set, you know, set the boundary of what is acceptable and non-acceptable behavior, and that includes the respect part. It show, But you also have to allow to listen to them. It's so important for me to listen to the kids, and being an older parent sometimes – I grew up with the, because I said so. Well, you can't do that. Um, I remembered it frustrated me, but how interesting that I use it. And then I have to remember that I have to show them that their voice matters and their opinions matter mm -hmm. and that they are respected. Um, and then once, you know, I can get them to that point, then the conflict is decreased. The, the, the uh, safety, security that I'm trying to provide is more readily acceptable. And, you know, it, it kind of leads to less, you know, like I said, less conflict. You know, the kids, you know, to sum that up, kids just need to understand that we don't just care for other people um, and what they do. We care for our kids. And sometimes uh, even the boys, they've said, well, you always do this and this and this out there, but you're you're not doing it here. And I'm thinking, dude, all of the stuff I do, and then I had to think about it. They weren't talking about what I give them. They was talking about respecting nature, culture, institution, choice, object, and the fact that they're not me. So you you know there's. You know they they got to know how to stand up for themselves. They got to feel good. The self esteem. Um, and, you know, inoculating that esteem into them and how they want to be treated, that's definitely at the top of the list. So that's how, and that's why we're going to have that conversation with that 17 you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you both, I've had a great time. I love these conversations. I love what they add to my day, and they just give me the greatest thought process, you know, good mind candy which is exactly why we call this midweek mind candy, something to just kind of suck on for the week, you know, think about, roll around in your, in your brain. But we are at a time where we're going to have to close. Uh, and regretfully, I, like I said, I could keep having this conversation. So I would oh, love yeah. our audience. 
always remember that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to have a conversation with us, if you have a story you'd like to share, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to leave our audience with a challenge today. I would like for you to step back just a little bit and sit with respect. Where do you stand with that? How do you, what's your level of respect for yourself? How do you show respect to other people? And are, are you willing to give people the respect of noble intent? Just how do you own that in your day? And I wish you a great week ahead. Don Marie, you have a final statement you'd like to leave our audience today with on respect? Um, I would just say challenge yourself to respect someone that you're in a conflict with and see that it doesn't diminish the conflict. Beautiful challenge. Beautiful challenge. Stefan, we would be honored. If you would take the stage, my friend, give us the last 90 seconds and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today with respect? I would, I would ask if, that if people can and if they're able to and if they feel that they, they maybe need to in some way is to always start by respecting yourself and then just go from there. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm.